Hi there, I'm Vincent Boss and I provide dating and self-improvement advice. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the anxious avoidant trap. What your ex was thinking. I provide audio coaching for breakup recovery, trying to get an ex back, attracting someone new and life coaching. Visit www.dateme.tips for more details. Please check your spam and junk folders if you are expecting an email from me. So now let's get back into today's podcast and today we are discussing the anxious avoidant trap. What your ex was thinking. So if you have been dumped and want to try to get your ex back, you need to consider why your ex ended your relationship before you can truly understand how to get them back. In today's podcast, I'll be discussing three points to the anxious avoidant trap, as this can be a common reason as for why you were dumped. So let's get straight into this. And point number one is why this matters. So in point number one, I'm going to separate this into two subpoints A and B. Why does this matter? Well, subpoint A is it matters because if you don't understand why your ex dumped you, how on earth can you recognize what you need to do to try and reconnect with them? And more importantly, whether or not you then believe it's actually worth moving forward and trying to reconnect. You might conclude that although you know what you need to do, to try and alter things so you can get your ex back, you might decide that knowing the full picture, it doesn't represent a relationship that you feel comfortable moving back into. Now, when we consider the second sub-point of point number one, point 1B, as you will, and we're considering why this matters, why does it matter about the anxious avoidant trap? Well, this is because the anxious avoidant trap is a very common reason as to why your ex may have lost romantic emotional attraction. So firstly, we're trying to get across the point that you need to know why your ex lost attraction, because if you don't, how can you reconnect? And secondly, it's important to focus on the anxious avoidant trap, because this is a very common reason as for why they may have lost attraction. Now, I keep saying lost attraction, and that is because somebody only dumps you when they lose attraction. I refer to this as romantic emotional attraction. And when you were together in a loving relationship, you would have both felt a high level of romantic emotional attraction for one another. Now, for various potential reasons, unfortunately, this level of attraction dropped in your ex dumper's mind. And when it hit the necessary low point, that is when the action of a breakup. And as I was saying in point 1B, one of the most common reasons as to why they may have lost attraction is the anxious avoidant trap. That's why it's so important. You need to understand what's going on here to consider whether firstly, you can actually alter things on your end and secondly, whether you believe it's worthwhile. And the reason I say this is we can only control the controllables. You can control your side of a coin. You can't control theirs. And as you will see as we go through today's podcast, escaping the anxious avoidant trap takes work. The likelihood is you would need talk therapy. Now, maybe you feel you can do this alone and some of you will achieve this, whereas others of you will want to get some type of talk therapy because this is the likely way to evolve your attachment style, which is something that's going to be very, very important for you to escape the anxious avoidant trap. But even if you put in the work, even if you evolve your attachment style, then you can't guarantee that your ex 
will do the same. In fact, you might say to yourself, I know my ex-pedumper is not the type of person to put in that kind of work. I know they don't believe in this type of thing. I know that they're not going to want to speak with somebody via talk therapy. If you come to these conclusions, then you know that you might be able to solve your side of the equation, but you also know that they won't want to try and change theirs. Nothing's guaranteed. And evolving your attachment style is not an exact science, it's not something which can definitively be guaranteed will take place, even with work being put in. But if you don't put in the work, it absolutely will not be able to evolve to a necessary place for both of you to have a functioning relationship. So what we can see here is that it matters when we discuss everything in today's podcast, because you will understand what you need to do. And you will also understand what your ex needs to do and the likelihood of them doing it. You are not in a position to text your ex and say, hey, let's get back together. But before we do, I need you to go and have talk therapy. Okay? Unfortunately, they've dumped you. In most instances, I strongly suggest that if you've been dumped, you never contact your ex again unless they contact you first. So straight away, you've got no way of communicating this thought to them anyway. And even if you do, you're not in a position to start handing out ultimatums. Sadly, your ex dumper is in the more powerful position right now. And if you were to contact them and start trying to text and explain and say that they need to do this, they need to do that, they are likely to firstly ignore you and secondly, possibly block you because they're not in the mood, they're not in the position, they're not in the mindset to even consider what you want to say to them right now. So first of all, you can only focus on you. Secondly, you can't even really alter what they do themselves. They need to come to their own conclusion on this, or perhaps if they do reach out to you in the future and you feel the time is right, you could start to mention these elements, but it'd be so delicate. You'd be walking a tightrope, and I don't suggest you go at this in a bulldozer type way, else you will scare your ex off and probably get yourself blocked soon after they initially reached out to you. So it's a very delicate situation. You need to understand what you need to do, you need to understand what they need to do, and you need to understand whether there's a likelihood that they're going to want to or that you feel able to do your side of the equation. Can you get back together without doing the work? Yes, you can, but I would suggest that you would fall into the anxious avoidant trap once more, and therefore, the reconnection will be sadly very short-lived. So now let's get into point number two and the second point of today's podcast. Please like this video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. And point number two is what are the attachment styles? So when we're talking about the anxious avoidant trap, we're speaking about attachment styles and how they connect with one another and how they can unfortunately bring the end to a relationship via the anxious avoidant trap. But before we get into depth on what the trap actually is, we need to discuss the attachment styles. Now, there's a couple of ways we could do this. I could speak to you in a very complex way regarding the attachment styles, but I don't think that is particularly helpful or useful for us to start drowning in all of the terminology. I can break this down somewhat simpler, but just as effective. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try a more simplistic, but to the point approach for what are the attachment styles. So first of all, we're going to discuss the secure attachment style. The secure attachment style is the best attachment style. This is what we're looking for. This is what we're hoping for. But what is it and how do we obtain it? Well, all of the attachment styles are obtained, if you will, during our very early childhood, when we're very, very young. 
and it's based upon our connections to our caregivers, who most of the time are our parents. For most of you listening, this will be your parents, but some of you, you may have been brought up by people other than your parents, and therefore it would be your caregivers. Now, the way we connect and ultimately deconnect from our caregivers and parents is what our attachment style is based upon. So if we look right back to when you were very, very young, if you had a secure attachment, this would have meant that you felt very comfortable, loved and safe with your parents. Again, I'm breaking this down in very simplistic terms so we don't get really caught up in all the terminology. I don't think that's necessary at this time. So secure attachment means that you feel safe, loved, cared for. You feel very, very secure in this connection with your parents, with your caregivers. This then means that later in life, you will feel secure in your romantic relationships because the attachment styles are formed in our very early life and they carry through. Unless with talk therapy, they are evolved. Then this is the point. If you are secure attachment, that's wonderful. But if you are in the anxious avoidant trap, sadly, neither of you are in this secure attachment. And this moves us on to the next main attachment style, which is the anxious attachment style. Now, those of you with an anxious attachment style would have had a childhood where you didn't know when the love was coming. So to break this down really simplistically, this could have been a situation where maybe one moment you would be crying and your parents would come to you, comfort you, love you. And the next time you cried, you didn't get any love or support at all. Maybe you were left for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours without anybody coming to soothe you. And then the next time you were upset, you instantaneously got that love, support and affection. This type of situation, although overly simplified in what I've just said, can bring on and develop an anxious attachment style. What this means later in life is that you're going to have romantic relationships where, again, you don't know when the love is coming. This is going to make you anxious. This means that you are getting really, really nervous if you don't get the love and attention you want, crave and expect. So say, for instance, you were in a relationship and your partner says that they're going to go out with their friends. If they go out with their friends and you don't receive a text off them within an hour or so, you would start to get very, very nervous. Those nerves would start to turn to frustration and potentially anger. And then you might start blowing up your partner's phone by sending message after message. Where are you? What's going on? Why haven't you texted me? Okay, that is an example of somebody with an anxious attachment style. You never knew whether love and support was going to come as a child, and therefore you don't know where it's going to come as an adult. Now, now let's look at the final main attachment style, and that is the avoidant attachment style. Now, for these people, unfortunately, when they were very young, they felt no real love or affection at all. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean the parenting was absolutely deliberately non-existent. However, it could do. You know, there are some children who unfortunately are not loved at all. And this sadly would bring on an avoidant attachment style. But there is another reason as for why this may have taken place. And therefore, I need to just go into that as well. Maybe your parents or caregivers worked very, very hard. Maybe they was working all hours. And therefore, you never had 
your parent really with you. Now, this wasn't deliberate. It wasn't lazy. It was actually the opposite of that. It was working incredibly hard. But because you never really saw your parents, you never felt the love. The parenting technically was non-existent, but not necessarily for a bad reason. Although, as I said, this would also constitute, if it was for a deliberately bad reason, that the parenting was non-existent. Either way, if you are somebody who develops an avoidant attachment style, you're going to find it very difficult to have emotional bonds develop. This is something which can be very, very difficult in a romantic relationship because you would be deemed as somebody who is very cold. You find it very hard to attach in an emotional sense. And this is why I wanted to discuss all of the main attachment styles right now so we could fully understand what the anxious avoidant trap is. But before we get into this, I just wanted to let you know that if you want to speak about the attachment styles, if you want advice and support about to try and increase the chance of one day getting your ex back, then you may want to consider my audio coaching service where me and you can speak one-on-one about your unique specific situation. Go to my website www.dateme.tips for more information about how I can become your coach and your teammate via my audio coaching service. So now let's get into point number three and the final point of today's podcast about the anxious avoidant trap, what your ex was thinking. And point number three is what is the anxious avoidant trap? So now we've discussed why this is important. Now we've discussed what the attachment styles are. We're now going to be discussing what is the anxious avoidant trap. And this is where we have one partner who is an anxious attachment style and another partner who is an avoidant attachment style. And when these two combine, we can have a situation which creates the anxious avoidant trap. And this is when we have somebody who is acting in an anxious way, triggering somebody who is acting in an avoidant way, who then triggers the anxious person. So let's look at this in a little more depth. As we've already said, the anxious person is going to feel really, really uncomfortable if they're not having the love and attention that they deserve in their mind. They feel and crave, they want this constant reassurance, this love, this attention. Now, what happens if they don't feel it? Well, as I said earlier, they are likely to start chasing, blowing up the phone of their partner, for instance. Now, what happens if their partner is an avoidant? Well, the avoidant is fearful of the intimacy. They're scared. They're not really sure how to connect emotionally. They feel very nervous when they feel pressurized in a way when they are having emotions thrown at them. So if we have a situation where the person is anxious and they're feeling nervous because their partner isn't giving what they feel they crave, they're going to start chasing their partner much, much more. Now, if their partner is avoidant, when they feel this onslaught, of love, emotion, desire, and demand, they're going to feel very, very scared. And they're going to become even more avoidant. They're going to run away further. And what happens when they run away further? Guess what? The person who's anxious becomes even more nervous. So this is the anxious avoidant trap. The person who is anxious is feeling that they're not getting enough love and attention. They start chasing their partner, who in this instance is an avoidant, And because they are avoidant, they are starting to feel very concerned about all of the chasing. So they run further away, which then triggers 
the anxious person wants more. This is the anxious avoidant trap. And really, the only way to break free of a trap is for one or both people to become secure attachment. Now, you can do your part, but you can't do your exes. Now, what happens if one of you evolves to secure attachment and the other doesn't? Well, it's still not going to be easy going. You know, the ideal relationship is you both having secure attachment. But if you have secure attachment, you feel comfortable, you feel safe, and you feel relaxed. You're good with intimacy, but you don't need it 24-7. You are okay with having somebody showcasing you love. In fact, you would like that as well. But you don't need it every second of every day. If your partner tells you that they're going out with their friends, you're not going to be worried if you don't hear from them for a few hours. But if and when you are together again, you're going to be feeling really, really happy to see them and you can have that emotional and physical intimacy that you would love to have as well as them. That is why secure attachment is the best place to be, but it can be challenging to get there if, unfortunately, your childhood did not develop that within you naturally. Now, what happens if you're listening to this now and you know you're in the anxious avoidant trap? Well, I would say, recognize where you are. Are you an anxious or are you an avoidant? And then you need to consider what you need to do to try and move forward to become more secure. Maybe talk therapy is what you want. Perhaps you feel you can do this alone. But remember, you're only solving your side of it. And if your ex doesn't want to evolve as well, then sadly, you're always going to have a somewhat difficult relationship because even if you're secure, your ex, if you get them back, is not going to be secure. And therefore, there's always going to be that challenge. There's always going to be moments which feel awkward because you're not both in the same boat. If you believe that this podcast has helped you, then please consider buying me a coffee. The link to do so is in the description.